listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Straight out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. Pay that man his money. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Live from the Vegas Strip, the pregame show America has always wanted. And now, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Friday, live on 225 FSR stations across his great, great nation. It's Friday, baby, the culmination of the week, starting literally Sunday when Fez, who's in studio, when Fez is telling his kid, come on, later, Johnny, later, there's going to be enough time. And then he humps cats in the cradle to himself and he's doing all the analysis. It starts the Sunday before, then Monday, then Tuesday. Well, Tuesday he's by the pool, Wednesday, Thursday. And now we're Friday. It's the culmination of all that work condensed in one hour. Fez, how are you feeling? I'm good. You know, Johnny is helping me with my research, so he's right there with Daddy. (laughs) Well, hopefully um, uh, no law authority, uh, (laughs) no uh, attorney generals are listening, wanting to make a name for themselves. Well, you know, I mean, in Nevada, it's probably not illegal, right? No violation of child labor laws. Now, do you think at one point Johnny will probably be in a counselor's office telling a story? They're going to say, oh, my God, you were abused. He was making you do math on gambling. <laughs> it could happen. It could. I think it's a wonderful thing. You know, I will say this, and we got a big show, so I'll get to it fast. Gambling is so fun when you're a kid, like, you know, because it feels a little taboo. If, you know, I started betting when I was 14 years old. What I will say is anyone that can make it on Wall Street, for example, probably better than in Vegas. And in general, a kid like Johnny, very smart kid, he's your kid, he could make Wall You can't make gambling too fun because then all of a sudden that hard hedge fund math doesn't seem as fun. What do you think, Fez? Yeah, I agree. And by the way, Johnny's disciplinarian was to become an investment banker. He presented to the third graders. Everyone else wanted to be a fireman. Well, what he <laughs> meant, but hold on a second. He actually meant a bookie. <laughs> I mean, investment banker, bookie, come on. All right. In Los Angeles, we're pros, though. He's in L.A. He's the Joe, Jonas Knox. 
Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got a full slate of NFL games to preview, and we've got a game last night, a game that was not the prettiest one in the world to look back on. What is the Vegas lead here on this Friday? Yeah, let's wrap up Thursday's action, and we'll do that first and get straight. Actually, we're going to do Fez's best bet in this first segment. I mean, literally not a commercial before we get Fez's best bet. First, though, Thursday Night Football. Yeah, Thursday night football on Fox saw the Green Bay Packers exact a little bit of revenge against the 49ers who swept them twice a year ago, and it was Green Bay all over a banged-up 49er team, 34-17 the final. So, Fez, you had Sam Fran. Explain. (sighs) Didn't listen to you. You warned me, RJ. You said, you know what? You go ahead and you stuff the box against a team that's going to have to run the ball, and it's really hard to have success. And that's exactly what happened to the San Francisco offense that normally is so good and so good against Green Bay last year in both their games. No success, three yards per rush, and Green Bay took away the run. And San Francisco, because they had so many people missing, RJ, they really simplified the playbook. They normally have wide receiver reverses and some misdirection plays, and those just weren't in the playbook with so many new pieces. And San Fran was lost for 54 of these 60 minutes. Misleading final. This was an absolute blowout, 34-3 to with six minutes to play. Okay, so when you say they were lost, that sounds like they didn't know the plays. Is that what you mean, that, 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 that some of the new guys, even though they simplified the playbook, it seems they still were kind of making mistakes? or You know, lost is the wrong word. It was just so vanilla. Yeah. That's the right word. Okay, that, yeah. So you're saying they really were stymied. They didn't really have a chance, it, it seems, uh, especially yes. with the way the score was. Okay, so I think, and it's a sort of a subtle concept, so we'll make it quick. If you listen to Bill Belichick, you listen to disciples of Belichick, what they talk about is, is this offense multiple, right? So more than one multiple. Now, what does that mean? Can they run and pass? Can they run inside and outside? Can they? Because think about the perfect offense. They could run power. They could run spread out. They could uh, pass uh, out of, you know, a 12, you know, uh, a 12 personnel grouping. They could pass out of four wide receivers. I don't think there's any teams like that, right? And then if you flip on the defense, they can play zone, they can play man. Every team has tendencies. Every team has preferences. The question is, if the opponent says, we're going to sell out and we're going to pay too much to stop your strength, to make you play left-handed as the parlance goes, and oftentimes it's not easy to stop a good team's best strength, So it usually costs too much. It's almost like that vacation to Hawaii. You you could almost, you know, it's Waikiki or the rest of the island. You could go to the rest of the island, but you go to Waikiki. And Fez, you go to Hawaii, don't you? Yeah, I'm still paying for my Halakalani week in Waikiki. (laughs) Is that when you go to the bathroom? You said Halakalonic? Hala Kalani, it's a hotel oh, in Waikiki. Yeah. All right. I mean, when you said you were still paying for it, I didn't know what you meant exactly. I, you do rush to the bathroom <laughs> a lot in, in, on the commercial. <laughs> that is actually interesting. How many times, when we do the podcast and stuff, you probably wait, take, what, four trips to the restroom? Two and a half is the over-under. Yeah, so I was thinking that I was finally getting an explanation of why that was. <laughs> Sorry about that. So the reality is, though, 
if you use a credit card in life, you're usually going to be paying too much uh, interest. But you know what? If you got a ticket and you can't get out of the state of Mississippi, let's say, for example, and you might have to spend a couple nights in jail, I think you get out the credit card, you pay the ticket, and you deal with the 29% or whatever. All right. And sometimes NFL teams are going to say, we're going to stop your strength. You got to beat us left handed. And if they can't beat you with that other approach, that multiple, that second approach, then there's no unit that has a strength strong enough. If the other team sells out, they can't stop it and sells out as in more guys in the box. One on one on the outside, for example. So. The only move Green Bay could make was say, we're going to do whatever it takes to stop this run. And if they can beat us with whoever's left on the outside, they win. And it didn't happen. Jonas, what was your takeaways from the game? I just I don't come away from that thinking any differently about Green Bay than I did before. I, not like they were ba- basically playing a f- a portion of what the 49ers were a year ago. It still feels like there's a blueprint on how to beat Green Bay. Minnesota did it a week ago. San Francisco did it twice last year. Tampa Bay did it a couple of times earlier this year. And until they answer those questions against a fully healthy team, and who knows, maybe they won't have to deal with it because maybe there'll be some injuries and they can still make a run to a Super Bowl. But I. Still still come away from last night thinking it's a good win and all uh, you won on a short week on the road, but still didn't answer any questions as to whether or not you can beat that sort of grinded out team that they've had trouble with. Yeah. And to close, you think about it. The Packers now have better Super Bowl odds than the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. And some of that has to do with the Ravens are significant underdogs to win the division. And now, you know, potentially, Three playoff games and two of them being on the road. And I get it. But as we said in the headlines, Chiefs, Steelers, Bucks, Seahawks, Packers, then the Ravens, then the Saints. All right, Jonas, I think just like the Oscars, they go early to the best supporting actress. That's Fez's best bet. Yeah, and it is time for a best bet, an early best bet here on a Friday. And for that, we go to Steve Fezzik. Like Arizona, minus four and a half, hosting Miami. It is all about Miami being overrated. Now, Miami on the scoreboard, it looked good against the Rams. They won by double digits. Now, what was obvious in that game is Miami had some good fortune. There were two return touchdowns for Miami, 14 points. What was not so obvious is the other 14 points Miami got on offense was also set up on turnovers, a one-yard drive, and a 33-yard drive. So, essentially, Miami's offense and Tua did nothing the entire game, and they were gifted those points. That makes Miami overrated based upon that win against the Rams, which gives us value here. The look-ahead line on this game was six last week. Now we're only laying four and a half on Arizona. I think it's cheap. I'm laying it with Arizona minus four and a half. And that's a great way to find out relatively which way the line has moved and was a rationale for that movement. So the look ahead is before the upcoming weekend's game. So right now there's a look ahead on next week's games, not Sundays, but next Sundays. Now what's going to change between this Friday and next Friday when we're prepping in the culmination show? Well, it's going to be one game, right? It's going to be this weekend's games. And thus, if a team wins or loses, you get a good feel of, how much the betting market's reacting to it. And Fez, your point is that because the Dolphins won 
and Arizona. I can't remember. What was Arizona's result last week? Off a bye. Okay. So nothing changes with Arizona, right? Obviously off a bye. Uh, now, could how much of this could be? Yeah, no. Okay. So nothing changes off the bye. Miami wins. And lo and behold, and, and again, that was a upset win. They were, what, three, three-and-a-half-point underdogs in that game. And they think Tua, he was he was highly drafted. He's pedigreed. Oh, my God, they won 28. That's good. Bet Miami. And you're saying, no, 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 faulty final. So you're going against an obvious misperception of the public. So you're exploiting the ignorance of Americans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, that's how I pay for my entire livelihood is what you're saying. All right. I like it. I like that pick. I, now, you uh, dedicated listeners, remember yesterday I gave my gigantic total of the month, wink, wink, as in we don't do totals of the month, but it is my biggest total bet of the month. On this game, Miami, Arizona, under the total, we were under about 49 or so yesterday. Fez, what's the current number on that? Current number 49, few 49 and a halves out there if you shop. All right, so it's out there still. And so there's a kind of Fez RJ parlay here, potentially. If they like, oh, but I think probably 80% is going to bet the under, and then the rest are going to bet Arizona. <laughs> I, but I do, I will give it my endorsement. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Now I'm on a roll, half a million for a show, and we started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team. Yeah, started from the bottom, now we're here. I'm RJ Bell, we are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will begin our preview of every game in the NFL this weekend. You know, we got so much to do, Jonas, but I can't help but take a second and reminisce about the Fez and his Hawaii trip, right? So he went to Hawaii a year ago or so, I guess two now maybe. And I ended up happening to have a day off like after he got back. So it's Jonas Knox and Fez. Now Jonas has, I mean, you've hosted with all types (laughs) from top to bottom. And I just was interested to hear what it was about and the show starts, and you kind of bring it in with something, a big hot story. Fez goes, ho, 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 hold on a second. Jonas, I got a question for you. I just got back from Hawaii, and I've been wondering. And somehow you had mentioned you'd been to Hawaii, and he goes, so what do you prefer, Waikiki or the rest of the island? Now, this was <laughs> literally at the start of the show. I mean, it's one thing to do it. You know, I don't think I'll ever forget that. When I'm on my deathbed, it'll be one of the 20 things. Uh, did it strike you as weird? I, it, I mean, I was a little, you know, caught off guard. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not, you know, I, I'm assuming that people were tuning in and they were, all right, I'm going to get a really, really hot pick right <laughs> at the start. And it was a difference between uh, us bragging about vacationing in Hawaii. Without I, I mean, yeah. except only one of you brought it up. Any, <laughs> any comment, Fez? I think we should have a Twitter poll on the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If 99 to 1. All right. It's a great day to join us because there will be no more Waikiki or the rest of the island talk. We are going to be covering every NFL game this weekend. It's a great time to join us. This is the fastest growing show on FSR. Our audience has doubled in the last year plus. 
We appreciate so much the support, and we promise, and support's even ramping up for football. This will continue to be the best football season yet. And you can just go listen on podcasts. It's a good time to catch up if you missed any of the shows, especially with all the NFL talk. You just do a search for Straight Out of Vegas or RJ Bell, and you'll find it on your favorite pod player right here in Vegas on the strip. 85 degrees, neon is pumping. All right, RJ, let's get it started. Our NFL preview, and we go to Buffalo to kick things off here where the Bills are hosting the Seahawks, and right now on pregame.com, Seattle is a three-point favorite. One of my favorite sayings is, every spread tells a story. And what's that story? Well, if it's a three-point home field like it is typically, it's not this year because of COVID and the lack of fans, and a team's favored by three, you'd be like, oh, okay. These are even teams if that's the home team, right? The home field's three. So what does this story tell us? Bills favored by three. Well, but wait a minute. It's not the Bills favored by three. It's Seattle by three. Now, I think most of us, if not almost all of us, think Seattle's better than Buffalo. But are they good enough to be a three-point road favorite? This game would be about five on a neutral Seattle over Buffalo. And seven, seven in Seattle. I mean, if I remember now, Seattle had Minnesota and Seattle was at home. And what was the line in that game, Fez? you remember? Six and a half. So we're saying somehow that Minnesota's better than Buffalo. What do you think of that? Doesn't agree with my power ratings. I only have these two teams, uh, two and a half points uh, separating them value with the Bills. Yeah, I think so. And it really is one of those lines because it's three. It kind of slips by you if you don't think, wait a minute, that's the road team. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And, I mean, if I remember, Faz, and you had this, so I'll let you share it quickly. This is a tough travel spot for Seattle. Yeah, so Seattle's in a division sandwich spot. They just played two divisional games. They have the Rams next week. I could easily see them overlooking Buffalo here. I mean, think about it. They had the Arizona game on Sunday night that they lost. Then they had San Francisco the next week and, you know, played very well. That was last week. Now they have this game. And then next week, the Rams. It's unequivocal in the last four games, you know, meaning this one, the two prior, and the one after, that this is the least important for Seattle, but still a jumbo number, I think, three over the Bills. So, RJ, the Broncos and Falcons will be part of Colin Cowherd's pick number six. We will be getting to that here coming up later on in the show. So we move to Nashville, where right now the Titans on pregame.com are a six-and-a-half-point favorite hosting the Bears. Yeah, so uh, pick number six. He's won four in a row on that. He's going for five. That would be the, I mean, the bottom of the hour, baby. I mean, it could be off by a minute or two. You know, Fez might want to tell a story. <laughs> in, in this game... I think what you're seeing is the the ramifications, the consequences of recency bias. So what have we seen is Denver win a game they should not have won. They shouldn't have won. They were, I mean, or let's just say this. They were a long shot to win. They were down 21. Wasn't much time. They won. So the public, do they sit and say they got like No, they say they won. And what we saw with the Falcons is that over the course of the season, 
The Falcons have lost more games that they should have won than anybody. And you think about it against Detroit. I mean, the idea that they were saying, oh, Gurley went in the end zone. That was stupid. But what was stupid was running the ball at all, right? Kneel down, kneel down, kick a field goal and go home. And it would have been a 27-yard field goal. But other than that, if they had just done that, Atlanta would be a three-point favorite. Or check that, Atlanta would be 3-0 in this game coming in. The last three and 3-0 under Morse, the, you know, the interim coach. So if you have a new coach come in and you go 3-0 and and you hadn't won a game before it, it's a sign that that team has a lot of talent. Obviously, you go back and you look at the Dallas game against Atlanta. So if anything, you've got a Denver team that's gotten very lucky to win its last game. And you could make the case was somewhat lucky beating New England because they caught New England after that COVID situation. And you get an Atlanta team that's probably been the most unlucky of any in the NFL. And so, RJ, we go from that game to the Bears and the Titans. Nashville, we go. Titans are a six and a half point favorite. Fez, you got this one. Why don't you kick it off? Yeah, so I'm on the Bears plus the six and a half. That Titan defense overrated. Last week, RJ, in the Queen City against the Bengals, windy, 20 mile an hour, and the Bengals were missing three O linemen, and the Bengals still put up 31 on Tennessee. I want no part of these Titans right now. I'll take the Bears plus six and a half. Where's the green button at? There it is. All right, so Fez has seven games a week he has to play. We bet 100 on him each. I let him pick the seven. He's got to lay 103. And you might think, RJ, 103, you're giving him like less than a third of the juice the bookie takes? Well, first of all, the bookies are pretty much cockroaches. But also, when you have to play seven NFL sides, ooh, it's like shooting half-court shots. Fez, what's your record on the year? We have it. You know, Jonas, you might have an idea how he did last week when uh, you haven't heard him talking about it. Well, how'd you do last week, bud? Two and five, 23, 24, and two year to date. Oh, man. So you're like a drunk baby flipping coins would have been better. Yes. Perhaps. <laughs> I mean, over a million, he would have hit half. So, all right. Um, here's the thing about the Titans D. On one hand, I could say, Fez, yeah, you're right. But they got King, a D-back, coming in from the Chargers. And he's one of the most underrated D-backs in the league. Pro Football Focus loves him. It's going to help shore things up. I think there's some truth to that. Now, have we finalized? I know it was uncertain, Jonas. Do you know? Or if not, we can have uh, McKenzie look at it. Is King going to play in this game? Do we know yet? I have not seen it yet. Okay, McKenzie, take a gander at that and pass a note to Fest. And if he does play in this game, I think, you know, again, it's the first game, you know, but I think as the season progresses, it's going to help Tennessee a good bit, hopefully. But on the other hand, and it's my final point on the game, the Titans have the worst third down conversion stats in the history of the National Football League. They are the worst defense on third down, the percentage of the opponent to get a first down when it's third down, of ever, ever. So, yeah, it could get better, but in that way, Tennessee's the worst. Their defense is the worst ever. And Fresh King may the- help. He is available this week. He is available. Thanks, Fez.
Fresh off a big win in Green Bay a week ago, the Vikings are hosting the Lions right now, Minnesota, a four-point favorite on pregame.com. To me, this is all about Zimmer and that this is literally since the day he stepped on to the NFL head coaching ranks onto the field as the head coach, the best against the spread record in the NFL is Zimmer, Minnesota and Zimmer. And Minnesota hasn't won that many games, meaning it's not like they had those two Super Bowl runs. It's like literally, it's just he's just, he, he covers, but he never or hardly ever lets a team get blown out. They bounce back from losses, which is the trick, right? If you lose one and you almost always win the next one, it's not so bad. It's when you lose three, four, and we're seeing that with New England for the first time. You lose a bunch in a row, that's where the problems begin. And I think because of that coaching, Minnesota keeps playing hard. Because, Fez, you can tell me short answer here. I mean, mathematically, empirically, Minnesota's out of the playoffs, don't you think? Yeah, two and five, it would be a real tough row for them to get back in it, RJ. But they played hard last week. And I think because of Zimmer, they're going to play hard this week. And to me, once a team is out of the playoffs, it really the first handicapping factor and everything else is secondary is will this team play hard? I think the Vikings continue playing hard. Jonas. The Colts play host to the Baltimore Ravens. Right now, this game is a pick em on pregame.com. Now, this is fascinating. Now, the game's pick em minus 119. So, Fez, what would you say is the uh, – if we were converting that up, what is it, like one and a half maybe? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. And who's favored? Indy's favored. Minus one and a half now. Crazy. Wow. Wow. So this line was what? It, Ravens four? Yes. So it has moved from actually the world opener was Ravens plus three and a half. That was the look ahead as well. All the money on Indy all week long. Now, which, is there any information driving this? Um, meaning, is there COVID cases you think that are driving? Or is this just that, hey, the, the line's wrong and we're batting Indy? Baltimore, I believe, has one COVID case and they lost their left tackle. That's it. Yeah, but they lost their last left tackle during the game. Yeah, it, so that would have been reflected already. Yeah, You're right. so, I mean, yeah, and, and Flacco isn't with them anymore. But, like, the stuff that's happened since the line came out is one COVID case that is with a player that really doesn't move the needle, right? Exactly. This is one of the biggest line moves against uh, a team Fez just loves the Ravens. I mean, it wasn't that long ago he was saying, I've never seen the top two teams separate themselves to such a degree. And (laughs) it's like 10 days later, and it's like the Ravens aren't even in the top five of the Super Bowl. So, Fez, you have one of your monster bets of the year on the Ravens? I do not. Why not? Because I lost big to you last week backing these Ravens, and uh, it was clear I had the wrong side. So, but you're not rebatting last week's game. <laughs> Fair enough. India I mean, has if, a mismatch. I mean, that was like the squarest thing I've ever heard anyone say. I, realize- I love the Indy run defense to stop the Ravens this week. So, at what point would you bat the Ravens? As a seven-point dog, a ten-point dog? Because I mean, the line. Let, let's be candid. You didn't bet your biggest bet of the year on the Ravens at plus or on Colts at plus three and a half. I know you liked them at plus three. I know that, but you didn't like like really take off the rubber band. No, and I'll, I'll take Baltimore at plus two and a half in this game, absolutely. Except that seems like a bunch of BS. It seems like if you just kind of like 
the Colts at uh, plus three and a half. You gotta love the Ravens even at the current number. That's true. But what? But what's stopping you? <laughs> it got jelly in the belly from all of the sharp money coming in still on Indy. <sighs> and Jonas, I do think that's a good point. Finally, at the end there is. There's something going on that doesn't make sense to me. And when that happens, and this is the trick, you can't just bet the line because the line is off, in your opinion. You have to know why it's off and disprove it and say, that's not true. It's off because, and they're wrong. I don't know what's going on here. And because of that, I can't bet it. I'm passing. Christian McCaffrey is back for the Carolina Panthers. They are at the Chiefs, but right now Kansas City is a 10.5-point favorite. I'm going to throw a theory at you that might blow your mind. I'm not sure if Carolina wouldn't be better off without McCaffrey this game. And I am 100% sure that I'd rather bet Carolina without McCaffrey at the adjusted number than I would at this number with him and getting less points. You know why? It's because he's a great back. But when he's in there, they're really worried about getting him the carries. It's, a, it's almost like the OBJ thing. And you might say, but RJ, that's the case with every great running back. So you're saying Walter Payton, that was a prom? Or what? No, here's the thing. As the analytics have advanced and we've come to understand that one of the great determinants of winning and losing is do you pass on early downs early in the game? Right? If it, you're down in the fourth, you're going to throw. But when it's 7-7 seven, seven in the second, do you run, run, pass, punt, or do you do a little bit more ambitious? Pass, pass. And the teams that pass more early, they do better. It's just mathematically correct. Seattle was middle of the pack in that last year. This year they passed the most on early downs. And look how much better the offense is. And every analytics person loves this concept. And you know what? When Carolina didn't have McCaffrey to lean on, they were forced to pass more early, and it helped them. Now they're going to be like, oh, he's back. The line adjusts, and all of a sudden it's a bunch of handoffs. That Even with a really good running back, that is suboptimal. Jonas. To the AFC South we go, where the Texans are at the Jaguars. Houston, a seven-point favorite. All right, Fez, you got the green button, baby. I'm laying the seven with Houston. Normally, I don't like laying points with a big road favorite, but the one time I'll do it, RJ, is when the road favorite is off of a bye because that team usually comes in focused off the prep and not looking past the opponent. If you did nothing but bet road favorites off of a bye, you've cashed 61% of the time. I'm on Houston. 61% since when? Uh, It goes back. That's 200 trials, so I don't know, like 30 years. Yeah, it's not 30 years. But, okay, um, it, the he's correct on the stat, meaning the road favorites do exceptionally well when they're off a bye. And the rationale he gave, Fez, is exactly right. It's, it's kind of hard. It's one thing to be lazy, not focused. But if you just had a week off, it's kind of hard not to be focused. And I get the whole, you get the office the first day, you know, but this isn't the office. These are NFL players. And you see it. They do not look past them, and they do well. What concerns me, Fez, is, and just quickly, rattle this off. I mean, COVID issues with the Texans, that doesn't bother you? 
Yeah, three linebackers with COVID issues, and that certainly is a negative. Hey, RJ, this is my number seven pick. I had to pick seven games. So you're saying three <laughs> linebackers being out is a negative. That's your analysis. It's a great point. Yes. I agree. I mean, what the hell? I think something not as obvious, and then I'm going to ask Fez about the quarterback situation quickly and what the upgrade downgrade is. The thing about the Texans, I think they get a little uptick because if you read closely what they said after the trading deadline, and remember, their best wide receiver, or you know, pretty close, I think, was going to potentially get traded to Green Bay for a second-round pick, and the, he didn't go. And the Texans would have been gutted in a way because they need him. And um, Will Fuller, the name, and the fact they didn't trade Fuller, I think what you heard out of the Texans was, I know what you heard was, we didn't want to start to rebuild. We didn't want to break this team up. We had a tough start to the season. So I think there's a sense of let's prove it that they were right not to trade one of our main guys. So I think you see a motivated Texans team here. Fez, real quick, what do you think the upgrade downgrade is away from Minshew? Four-point downgrade for the rookie, Luton, who is slow as molasses, so he's not going to be scrambling. Four-point downgrade. Jonas? Washington is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite hosting the Giants. To me, this is all about what your ambitions are on the season, and I think the Redskins practically could win the NFC East. And for whatever reason, the record, ambitions aren't there. You get no sense the Giants are thinking about that. And I question Washington's motivation at different points, specifically why they let Alex Smith play that long. And when when Flipper was able to go back in medically at that point, Kyle Allen. But boy, now that they're in the playoff hunt, I think they'd love to make the playoffs. They wouldn't be like, oh, we're a 7-9 team. It'd be like, we finally made the playoffs again, and RG3 isn't here. So to me, I think you get the Washington with the edge and obviously the Giants off of Monday Night Football. Fez, you got this game. Yeah, and it's a good spot for Washington in terms of recent revenge. Just three weeks ago, they lost on a two-point conversion that failed 19-20 to against these Giants. I think they get the revenge. I like Washington. Jones. The Raiders at the Chargers. This game is a pick 'em. To me, the Chargers are a team you can't even come close to thinking about batting any line around pick 'em because I've never seen it. Te- oh, you might want to play the other way, but I've never seen a team that loses this many close games. I mean, honestly, Feds, over the last four years, five years, I don't think another team has lost this many close games as the Chargers over the last five years ever in the NFL. Would you agree they're right up there? Yes, it's just remarkable the end game failures this team has. And John Gruden, whatever pros and cons he has, he knows how to call a game. He knows when to run, when to pass, complimentary football. So I think it's a horrible – I think the Chargers are a better team. This line is saying that the Raiders are better. I think they might be better in this spot because of the coaching edge. But, boy, Herbert and the Chargers, I have a lot of optimism – not until somehow they start getting some confidence in late games and not against Gruden. Jonas. Steelers a 14-point favorite at the Cowboys. Interesting history here. Pittsburgh Steelers being favored by 14 on the road. You know how they do in that spot? 0.0 because they've never been in this spot. This is the biggest favorite that the Steelers have ever been on the road. 
And this is the first time Dallas has even been a double-digit home underdog since 1990. So we're talking about, I mean, that's got to be 30 years. So we're talking about 30 years in one case, time immemorial in the other. That's what kind of history, how bad Dallas is, is making. And I do like Dallas here. You know, it's a horrible spot for Pittsburgh as well. Third straight road game and the first two at Tennessee, at Baltimore. I could easily see Pittsburgh not putting their best foot forward here. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. R.J., one game left to preview. Sunday night football we go. The Buccaneers, a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Saints. You know, we should do this because we went so long, Jonas. I'm going to let you do that one last read we got. You do it quick, and then we got a whole show to end here. Well, this is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone is America's number one battery destination. No matter what battery problems you're dealing with, you can find your battery solution at AutoZone. Next time you're having starting trouble, start at AutoZone. America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right. So, Fez, you like this game. It's obviously Tampa Bay against the Saints. 20 seconds. Like the Saints, plus four and a half. I think there's a point spread tax on Tom Brady here. There is very little separating these two teams. New Orleans already beat Tampa Bay earlier in the year. Michael Thomas is coming back. Value with the Saints. We got so caught up, guys. Sorry. Colin Cowherd, I'm going to put it on Twitter right after the show. Within 10 minutes, we'll be up at RJ in Vegas. Jonas. If, if you missed any of today's show, a full preview of every game in the NFL, go to FoxSportsRadio.com. We are straight out of Vegas. Back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on FSR. Straight out of Vegas! We are What are you doing this Friday and Saturday? Because you're going to want to clear your schedule to catch the 